How do children's authors build strong book businesses and grow their impact? By hanging out with Lori here on The Writer's Way. Hello again, my friends. How is everybody today? I just got off a very cool time call. I don't know, meeting? What do you call it on Clubhouse? A couple weeks ago, I was all, I'm not going to do Clubhouse. <laughs> and then I got an invite and now I'm on Clubhouse. And y'all have to go follow uh, Sharifa Anazi. She has some great, great uh, sessions, meetings. What are we calling these? She has some great rooms. Um, and she actually has organized, it's called the Author Hive. I don't totally know how it works, but it's like a group on uh, Clubhouse. And if you're listening and you're like, but Lori, I don't have an invite. I'm not in. Send me a message because I have three invites. I invited two people. They gave me three more. Things are humming along. Anyway, last week I did top 10 uh, marketing tips for uh, more of your mindset, things that you need to kind of get straight with yourself before you start planning your marketing. And this week I want to have... I think it's 10 more actionable strategies. So this is not the woo-woo, the inspiration, the motivation. This is not Lori holding your hand. This is more like Lori kicking your butt, okay? And actually, this is the kind the kind of thing that I prefer more. But, um, but everything's important, right? So that's what I have for you today. Um, before I get started, I want to share with you again, because I had a couple questions last week about the content uh, marketing course that's going to be on for $49 next week with the Kidlit Super Creator Pack. So stick around to the end. I'm going to share about that. And right now I'm going to let you know too that I have started taking on one-on-one clients. So this is fairly new for me um, because I can make a lot of difference in somebody's life. Whereas just those self-study type classes People don't always follow through, right? But if you have Lori there kicking your butt weekly, (laughs) you go a lot farther. So anyway, if anybody's interested in that, or if you want the clubhouse invite, just send me an email, lori at loriwriter.com. We'll get you sorted out. If I get 10 emails about clubhouse, sorry, I only have three. So it'll just be first come, first serve. Okay, stick around to the end and I'll talk more about that Kidlit Creators Pack. And for now, let's get started. These are not in any particular order, okay? So um, so these are just my tips when it comes to um, marketing a little bit more actionable. So here's what I have written down first. Like I said, no particular or- order. Um, we've all heard content is king, right? Content is queen, if you prefer, but it's all about the content. The the stuff that we struggle with, though, is what kind of content? What are we talking about? I think my first three years of selling selling online, I would nod sagely, you know, squint my eyes a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Content, you say, yeah, okay, sure. I had no idea what is the content. So in that content marketing course that's... um, that's only going to be $49 instead of $149 if you, if you purchase that Kidlet super, super pack. Uh, in that, I talk about three kinds of content, signature content, test content, and curated content. And so today, what I just want to say really briefly is signature content. Now, you may have heard of this as macro, uh, but think of it as your big stuff. 
the big, deep content. So this would be a blog post. This would be a podcast episode. This might be a YouTube video, but this is your deep content, your signature content, and then you can repurpose it multiple times. So by saying this to you, what I want you to to think of, I want you to think deep versus shallow. So every time you post quote unquote content, is it deep content or is it shallow content? Because you need to be doing at least you know, I I usually say three times a month. So once every 10 days, you need to be doing something that's deep. So um, you're not just throwing spaghetti on the wall and taking pictures of it. It's my favorite joke. Uh, You know, and hoping that it's good content, that would be shallow and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a place for that, but you also need to have um, deeper content. So shallow, shallow is, you know, funny memes and polls and surveys and funny jokes. It's great because people love it. It entertains them or it informs them. But the deep stuff is where they really start nodding their heads and really feel for what you're saying. They develop a connection with you and your brand and what you're putting out there into the world. And it will take you a lot farther than those pictures of spaghetti. Okay, my second tip is to know your why, which I used to hate it when people would ask me this, what's your why? But it really does come down to this. It comes down to your fundamental purpose. What is the driving force behind everything that you do when it comes to your book? Drill it down um, and then practice saying it. So this actually came up in the clubhouse uh, meeting, meeting, room, club. Somebody help me out here. What was I in? With Sharifa and her friends, um, somebody raised their hand to ask a question and said, I, I don't have like that elevator pitch prepared and ready. And where do I even start? Well, this is where you start. Start with your why and practice a two sentence elevator pitch that sounds like this. My name is, my book is, and the purpose of my story is this benefit. So that benefit. So my name is Lori, and my books are the Mindful Mantra series, and the purpose of them is to help boost positive self-talk in children so that they grow up with more self-confidence, more self-assurance, that kind of thing. So I'll say it again slowly in case you have a pen and a paper there, and then practice it. My name is my story, my book, whatever you want to say, my story is, and actually say my story is four. So my story is for four to six-year-olds. And that's so specific. Somebody listening to me is right away going to say, yep, that's my kid, or nope, not for me. And that's a good thing. We want that because our books are not for everybody. So my name is Lori. My book is for four to six-year-olds who need to boost their positive self-talk. So there's your benefit or the big why, the big purpose. And so that will really drive it home so that they can grow up being more confident. So now there's a lot of social emotional books out there. So let's practice this one with something else. Let's say your book is really just to um, make kids laugh. And so you struggle with the whole, what is the purpose? Because just a fun book. So my name is Lori. My books are for five to seven year olds. And the purpose of them is to make kids laugh so that they learn to love reading. Okay, so try out a few of them if you want. If you're in, uh, if you're in my Facebook group, the Writers Club, and it's spelled like my last name, I've been just debating about changing it because I think it's hard to find. But anyway, if you're in the Writers Club, uh, tr- test this out. Write it down. Say what does this sound like? What do you think? My book is for the purpose is, and then so that. 
Okay, that's really strong. Practice it. And then you'll never, once you've practiced it a few time, times, it will just be ingrained. And so you'll never have to question it again. Okay, my third suggestion for you today is to really be clear for yourself, where do you sell from? Where does it make the most sense for you to direct people from where they can buy your books? So if it's your website, that's great. All your traffic should be directing people to your website then. If it's Amazon, that's totally fine. But then all of your traffic should be directing people to Amazon. You want to direct them to where they can actually make a purchase and buy your book. Ultimately, that's where all the things go. So even if you are doing most of your marketing on an email list, ultimately you're sending people to where they're going to be buying the book, right? So there might be a few stops along the way, and that's what we would call a funnel. So if you're um, giving them something free to get them on your email list and then just sending them some messages and eventually asking them to purchase your book or your bundles or your resources, then ultimately at the end of that funnel, where are you sending them to purchase? Some people I see uh, don't seem to know this, and so they end up directing traffic, so to speak, all over the place. So pick one, and that's where you want to concentrate. And it can be harder um, harder than you would think, because we tend to get caught up in, but I could do this, and I could do this, and I could do this. So my suggestion to you is to pick one. Something to note if you decide to sell off your website, which is totally cool, is that your ranking on Amazon won't be as good as if you were mostly selling on Amazon. And so don't freak out about that. If you know in your head and in your marketing plan that you sell from your website and Amazon's just kind of there as a bonus or an an alternate, then don't stress or worry about your ranking there. Okay, number four is know your numbers. So if you make a certain amount of profit per book, so it's $3, $4, $8, this is super important for you to know. Write it down, put it up somewhere so that every single thing you do, you know exactly how much you can afford to spend per book. Now, sometimes in the beginning when you're just starting your marketing or if you're hiring a consultant like me or something like that, Uh, There's going to be more out-of-pocket expenses than what you are profiting, but down the line, if you're running Amazon ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, if you're paying for influencers, anything like that, you can figure out, okay, if this costs me $100, how many books do I have to sell? And go through that process, that learning process, maybe for a couple of months, but then you can really dial it back and you'll have a much better sense of exactly what can I afford to offer an influencer, what can I afford to pay for a blog tour, et cetera. Um, to know for sure based on the past history and the past numbers, will it be profitable and is it worth it? You need to have that information. You need to know the numbers and don't just look at it once and then forget it. Like I do, you have to look at it and write it down and then put it somewhere where you can refer back to it every week. Okay. Number five here is to track track your traffic, track your sales. Often the question, uh, comes up. What do I track? What am I tracking? The answer is you're tracking whatever the thing is that leads to sales. So do social media follows lead to sales in a predictable, measurable way? If not, then don't track that. Okay. If you consistently convert your new followers, then absolutely track it. But, um, but what's more important is link clicks, right? Or buys, um, that kind of stuff. But you do need to track it. A great book for this is Minimum Viable Marketing. It helps you set up all those things in Google Analytics. Um, and really 
shines light on exactly what it is you need to know and you need to be tracking. I highly recommend it. I had the author Brandy on here a couple months ago, and I'm going to have her back pretty soon. So I highly recommend listening to that episode. I'll try to remember to link it in the notes because she's great, really knows her stuff, but track. Number six, I feel like I've been saying this a lot. Send me a message if you feel like I I need to get over it, but you need a plan. Uh, You need a plan for you know, where your sales are going to come from. If you want 10 sales, I don't know, a week, where is that going to come from? Work backwards. Is it going to, where do your sales come from now? Do they come from social media? Do they come from emails? Do they come from Pinterest? Do they come from Amazon ads? Where do they come from? Um, you need to write down exactly how much time and energy you are going to spend every week. And maybe this will fluctuate from month to month. But I say on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, sit down with your planner, put in the amount of time you're going to spend, put in a goal for the week, let's say it's sell 50 bucks for the week. So put that into your planner. Here's my goal. And here's what I'm going to do to reach that goal. Personally, I was actually asking the folks in my um, my Facebook group about this just yesterday, wondering if anybody would be interested in a, in a work session to set goals, because this can be really hard. Um, I know for years and years and years, I was almost against it. I hated it. I hated doing it in school. I never knew. I didn't know what to put as a goal. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was so wishy-washy about it. But the, the fact is that if you don't know you want to sell 10 books this week, then, then you really can't plan to sell 10 books this week. It's more like crossing your fingers, making a wish, uh, and hoping that it comes true. So if you're listening and you're in my Facebook group, go ahead and comment on that post if you think a goal setting workshop would be good. I was thinking an hour, quick and easy, done, so that, you know, you have one or two or three, it would depend, but three goals, let's say, to walk away with and work towards. And I think that's the basis of any plan that you have to make is knowing your goals. Okay, we're on number seven. I have talked about this before, but I'll keep talking about this forever. Uh, You need to build, grow, nurture an author network, which is another way to say collaborate. You need to collaborate with some author friends because A, we get it, and B, we can help each other, right? So maybe it's joining together on some kind of a giveaway. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Family Day is coming up in Canada. Uh, There's lots of opportunities every month for these special days where you can coordinate something, maybe incorporate virtual book readings together, uh, share each other's virtual book readings, or maybe that's part of your giveaway. But you can never go wrong with nurturing these connections that you have with other authors. At the very least, we're there for, you know, a shoulder when things go horribly, horribly wrong. This is number eight, and I keep saying that because I'm forgetting what number I'm on, but you, uh, as an author, if you're going to pursue it as more than just a passion project, so you publish your book, it's out, if you're going to pursue, you know, getting sales and spreading the word about your book, then you need an author platform. And again, this comes back to planning and goals and all those kinds of things, but you need to know where you're selling from, what kind of traffic you'll be directing to it. Generally, I say three things, uh, your website, one primary um, uh, social media channel, and Amazon I personally think Amazon should be a part of everybody's plan. I know that some people are morally against it, but 
um, if you're in it for the sales and the revenue and the and the business opportunities, then I think Amazon should be in there for you. So you need an author platform. Uh, you can't just use your Facebook page. I mean, you could, but if you want to pursue it seriously, you really do need the website, even if it's a one pager or a landing page. I've recommended before and will continue to forever. Uh, it's called No Hassle Junior or just No Hassle website. So you can just search by No Hassle. It'll probably come up. But No Hassle Junior is a one page website. I think it's $69, comes with loads of videos. She actually created it for kids like teenagers who might be YouTubers or on their way to being YouTubers. Um, or selling crafts or jewelry or something like that. But it's fantastic. And it's just one page and all the pertinent information is there and it has the potential to expand into multiple pages. So highly recommend No Hassle as uh, the basis of your author platform. And then also from all those things, you develop the email list as well. So that's part of your author platform, the website, one social media channel, Amazon, and your email list. Tip number nine is what happens when things go wrong? <laughs> what happens when things go wrong? This is when your author network comes uh, in handy, but it's about overcoming that shyness and vulnerability and that sense of I should know it or I shouldn't be in business. Um, that kind of sort of thinking. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask or reach out and Google search. And I and so asking doesn't mean posting the same question in 10 Facebook groups. Ask somebody who you think will know in a way that you think they'll answer. So for example, in my group, I have once a week question and answer. I go live on Fridays and I answer all the questions. You know that I'm going to answer. So as opposed to sending me a private message where chances are I'm not going to answer. Um, if you answer, ask the same question in 10 Facebook groups, well, who knows, you're going to get so many answers and such a variety of answers. It's going to be hard to take any action from that kind of question um, being asked in so many places. So be open to asking questions if you need it, if you're stuck. You can also, I mean, if it's a KDP question, reach out to KDP, reach out to, well, not Ingram Spark. I just looked on there yesterday and it's like a 20 day wait list for them to get back to you. So not Ingram, but definitely KDP is, is excellent. Oh, Ingram, right? Okay. My 10th my tenth tip is a little bit more woo-woo. Uh, I apologize. I can't not do it, apparently, even though it's not my favorite. I recommend that you are open. You stay open to the possibilities and look for opportunities where they might arise. So it's like I was talking about last week, that playful curiosity. You need to try to keep that going all the time because you never know when another mom at the playground or dad is a teacher and has a connection maybe to the whole school board and can order hundreds of your books, you don't know, or somebody on Instagram, more likely these days when we're all hiding in the house. But stay open, stay alert, and be willing to send a message and say, hey, can I send you a book? And you just never know where that can lead. And it's super exciting, but you have to keep open to those possibilities. So I hope that that helped everybody. That was a lot of things. <laughs> I would love to hear and if uh, if you have if you're not on your phone, you know, with big thumbs like I always am. But if you have the ability to comment, tell me what's what struck home with you. Um, now on to the Kidlet Creator stack. So this is what I talked about last week, and then there was there's a little bit of confusion. So I'm going to talk about it again. And I know it is confusing if you're new to these. So this group is called InfoStack. So this is Carrie Richards' company. He creates these InfoStacks. And so it's a group of 30 resources. So there are courses, templates, 
They might be um, mini classes, um, all kinds of resources, different things. So my thing in it is a course, a self-study course with a Facebook group for support if you need it along the way. And then so far, I don't know everybody who's included. So the one other person I know, Liz, she's doing templates. So she's doing these amazing templates. I think they're debut author templates. So it's like meet the author, meet the character. They're beautiful. So it's like drag and drop in Canva. So my course alone is worth $149 and you buy the whole set of 30 resources for $49. So it's an incredible deal, but it can also be super overwhelming because when you all of a sudden have a link to 30 resources, it can be like, I don't know where to start. So if you buy through my link, I am offering a bonus that is sort of breaking it down for you. I just can't offer it yet because I don't know everybody that is included. So we'll have to work that out next week once it goes live on Tuesday. But I'm going to give you some suggestions for if you're beginning, if you're sort of intermediate, if you're an expert. Uh, If you're an expert, you probably already know what to start with, but I'll break it down for you what's good and and for what level of the journey. So I will be sharing about that next week, next Wednesday on the podcast. I'll be sharing it in my Facebook group, on Facebook, uh, in my email list, all those things, because I really want to make sure you get in on this deal and it's only live for seven days and then it's gone. So... So there you go. There's a little bit more. If you have more questions, feel free to comment with them. Send me an email, laurie at lauriewriter.com. Or ask me in my Facebook group on Friday where I will be live talking at you again. (laughs) It's so fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week and I will talk to you next Wednesday.